بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب, الله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of عمدت الأحكام The reference on ruling And in this we hadith number 37 عن عمار بن ياسر رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال بعثني النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في حاجة فأجنبت The Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم sent me on an errand and I had a seminal emission فلم أجد الماء but could not find no water فتمرغت في الصعيد كما تمرغ الدابة and rolled myself in dust just as a beast rolled itself and I came afterwards to the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكرت ذلك له ثم أتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكرت له ذلك فقال إنما كان يكفيك أن تقول بيديك هكذا I came to the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم then and I made a mention of that to him and he وسلم, said it would have been enough for you to do this then he, said, he struck the ground with his hands once واحدة, اليمين, then he struck the ground with his hands once and wiped his right hand with the help of his left hand and the exterior of his palms and his face وَظَاهِرَ كَفَّيْهِ وَجْهَهُ Agreed upon and this is the narration by Muslim. Now in the narration by Al-Bukhari in the narration by Al-Bukhari وَضَرَبَ بِكَفَّيْهِ الْأَرْضِ He struck the ground with his hands وَنَفَخَ فِيهِمَا And then he blew in them He blew it off ثم مسح بهما وجهه وكفيه. Then he wiped with them his face and then rubbed his. So he struck the earth with his palms of both hands and then blew the dust and rubbed his palms of both hands over his face and hands. These are the narrations. The narrator. The narrator is Ammar bin Yasir bin Amr al-Ansi. He was one amongst the most senior and early Muslims. He was tortured in Mecca. By the pagans, by the mushriks. The Prophet ﷺ used to pass seeing him and his father and his mother tortured in Mecca. And the Prophet ﷺ would say, Sabran ya ala Yasir, patient be O family of Yasir, fa'inna maw'idakum al-jannah, paradise is your destiny or abode. 
Ammar witnessed the all the battles with the Prophet وسلم, and he was killed in the within the army when he was with the army of Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu in the battle of Siffin Siffin in the year 37 after Hijrah. The subject of this hadith is the manner of performing tayammum, dry ablution due to sexual defilement. Tayammum, as explained earlier in the narration which we discussed last week, is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by rubbing the face and the hands with soil in a particular manner. So this is a worship of Allah and it is legislated by the Quran and by the Sunnah and by the consensus of the Muslims. In the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 43 فَلَمْ تَجِدُوا مَاءً فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا And if you find no water, perform tayammum with clean earth and rub therewith your faces and hands. And in the sunnah is this hadith and the other hadith and others as well. The other hadith we explained uh, last week and this hadith, and also other narrations. The consensus is known. Now, dry ablution has conditions to it. At-tayammum la buddha fihi min shurut. Tayammum, the conditions for tayammum are, first, absence of water, or absence of water. Second, the same inability or to use the water either due to its absence or due to harm it may cause. So we can therefore say this, in, in uh, rephrase it and say the inability to use the water due to its absence being not present, not available, or due to the harm it may cause. The legislation, the legislation to use the tayammum is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because people may get harmed by using water either due to an illness 
or to intense cold or due to its absence, non-existing, and so forth. So this is a mercy from Allah upon his slaves. So Allah the Most High made this dry ablution and ease upon his slaves. Is the commencement of the time a condition for tayammum? Is the commencement of the time, meaning the time for prayers? The answer is no. The answer is, is no. Once the person is certain that he will not find the water, or he does not have the ability to use it, in the case he is ill, and he does not expect recovery before the commencement of time, then it is permissible for him to perform the tayammum whenever he wishes. Because tayammum, dry ablution, is purifying. And since it is purifying, then it can be used at any time. So this is the answer for the first question. The second question. Is it mollified after or at the end following the time of Salah? After the prescribed time is finished? or at the end of the prescribed time. Does it become nullified after the time of the prescribed time? The answer is uh, 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 no. It's not nullified. As long as the person is on the state or in the state of purity, then it remains. Because tayammum is perfect purity. Perfect state of purity. And it covers both. Purification from major and minor ritual impurity. It covers both. Is it legal, legal for the removal of filth? Example, if there is filth on some on 
one's, one's body and does not find water too or a means of cleaning it and removing it so, so is it permissible for him to make tayammum for that there is uh, there is difference of opinion concerning this matter however, however the correct opinion is that he should not use tayammum because what is intended from washing the impurity or the filth is removal, is the removal of it. And this does not take place by mere tayammum. So there is no benefit. There is no benefit in doing it. So therefore tayammum is particular to the major and minor impurity. And tayammum is from the qualities of this ummah, particular to this ummah, and a favor bestowed by Allah upon this ummah. Question. If someone finds the water, but does not find the price to pay to get the water, and this water is not owned by him. Can we say this is as if water is absent, non-existing? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. So therefore he performs tayammum. Question. If He is offered this water as a gift. Is it binding upon him to accept? If he is offered this water as a gift, is it binding upon him to accept? The ulama said, it is not binding. Because this will be like a kind of maybe a kind of abuse of favor some they say he may say to him remember I did you a favor question is it binding upon him to buy the water if he finds the money for it, the price. The answer yes. Because in this case, it cannot be said that the water is absent. That he doesn't find the water. This would not be applicable in this case. Question. Is it binding upon him to Borrow. Borrow something to put the water in. 
container pot, you name it. It is binding as long as he does not fear that an abuse of favor could result. In this case, it would not be binding. If, on the other hand, he borrows it from some person who would be happy to give it to him, in this case, he may take it. In this case, he may take it, and therefore it becomes binding upon him. And actually we should say, in this case, it is binding upon him to take it. In this case, it is binding upon him to take it. Now to our hadith, the hadith of Ammar bin Yasser. Back to this hadith, Ammar bin Yasser is mentioning that the Prophet ﷺ sent him on an errand, on a mission. And he did not mention and explain the type of this errand. This could be to a specific cause. This could be due to a specific reason why he didn't mention it. And it's also possible that the messenger who is sent by a leader concerning a matter that he should not disclose this matter. So he said that on this errand he had ajnab. He had gone into a state of janaba. And janaba could result either from sexual intercourse between a person and his wife or by ejaculation. And what's apparent that what occurred to him was ejaculation in sleep. What a dream. So he said, Salam ajidil ma. I did not find the water. Meaning after he searched for it. After he searched for it. And it's also possible that this statement, I did not find water, it is possible that also this could refer to a situation whereby the person knows that in the surrounding area there is no water. So this is also true, even if he doesn't seek the water, if he knows that in the surrounding area there is no water. So what did he do? What did he do? He said, فَتَمَرَّغْتُ فِي الصُّفِ الصَّعِيدِ كَمَا تَمَرَّغُ الدَّابَّ He said, I rolled on the soil like an animal. 
like an animal. Rolled. His right to his left, on his belly, on his back. Thinking that in this way, he would cover all of his body as if taking a ghusl, as in the case of talk of taking a ghusl, taking a bath. And when he said that, I rolled on the soil like an animal, this is only, not just, uh, is making resemblance to an animal, uh, only just to make clear It's not a resemblance of ugliness or something like that. He just wanted to show that he did not roll on part of his body, but rather totally covering his body. As the animal would do. So he uh, did not say this to make resemblance to uh, to the animal, to an animal, but to make a clear and explain what he did, that he rolled totally to cover his body, not partially. Then afterwards he came to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, thumma ataytu al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasalam, vathakartu lahu dhalik. So then he returned to the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam and mentioned that to him. And mentioned that he rolled in this way, thinking that the purification by the soil in this way is like that of water. So the Prophet ﷺ explained to him and told him, "Inna kana yakfik." It was sufficient for you to do. to do thus, or then to do this, and then he explained to do this with your hands, this way. So he then, so he then struck his hands once on the soil, and then rubbed the left hand on the right, and the exterior of his palms and his face. This is in accordance with the narration by Muslim. And in the narration of Al-Bukhari, وَضَرَبَ بِكَثَّيْهِ الْأَرْضِ He وسلم, struck the earth with his palms of both hands, and then blew the dust and rubbed his palms of both hands over his face and hands. And we will explain uh, the difference in the narration between Al-Bukhari and Muslim. In Al-Muslim, in Muslim, the hands came before the face, and in Al-Bukhari, the face before the hand, before the hands. We'll explain this later. In the narration of Al-Bukhari. He blew it off. It is as if, and Allah knows best, that there was some soil 
on his hands, and that's why he blew it, blew it off. Now, the narration by Al-Bukhari agrees with the Qur'an. By starting with the face, then the hands. قال الله تعالى in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 6, فَتَيَمَّمُوا صَعِيدًا طَيِّبًا فَامْسَحُوا بِوُجُوهِكُمْ وَأَيْدِيكُمْ مِنْهِ Then perform tayammum with clean earth and rub there with your faces and hands. So the start here is with the face. Why? Because it's the most noble part And that the order of ablution would agree with the order of wudu. Because in the wudu, the order is the face before the hands. On the other hand, most of the narrations of Hadith Ammar, most of the narrations in the Hadith of Ammar, mentions the face before the hands. This, in fact, does not oppose the narration we are seeing in Muslim where the hands were mentioned first. Why? Because the article wa, which means end, does not necessitate the order. Does not necessitate the ordering. In every case and in every situation. The benefits of this hadith. The permissibility to send someone for to accomplish a certain need. If this is for da'wah or fighting for the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the like, then it is, it is a worship. And if it is a particular need, then it is permissible. This does not oppose the principle of disliking asking others. This does not oppose the principle of disliking to ask others for something because if you know that the other is pleased if you assign him with something then there is no harm second benefit the permissibility to explicitly mention certain things which a person may be shy of or bashful to mention this is deducted from the saying of Ammar فَأَجْنَبْتُ I became in a state of sexual defilement. It, this is a matter which a person may be shy to tell of. But if there is a need, especially to explain a particular ruling, legal ruling, then 
bitters okay and it could be even wajib in certain circumstances it could be even an obligation third benefit it's not permissible to resolve tayammum with the presence of water if one finds the water this is taken from Ammar's statement when he said I did not find water this is like establishing evidence for the permissibility of tayammum the permissibility to resort to analogy, analogy during the time of the Prophet however this is conditional conditional if the person is unable to find the textual evidence if on the other hand he is able then it is not permitted however if he is unable then there is no harm why because the Prophet ﷺ did not denounce Ammar when he did the tayammum in the manner he concluded in analogy to water when he rolled his body all over so the Prophet ﷺ did not deny that now, when there is a textual proof, then there is no analogy. Because the Prophet ﷺ nullified the analogy of Ammar. Next benefit. The one who exerts the effort, but errs, then he is not commanded to redo the act why? because the Prophet ﷺ did not command Ammar to redo his prayers had he commanded him then this would have been related to us because of its importance. So if the person exerts the effort without negligence and commits the mistake or the error, then there is no obligation upon him to redo the act. And this has evidences also and uh, Proofs. Take for example the case of the woman who used to get 
in Mems, uh, bleeding due to Memsin, and she did not pray. This was not, in fact, the bleeding was not, in fact, menses. This is the case of the woman who used to get a lot of bleeding. She thought it is menses, while she was istihada. So she left the prayers. Why? Because she concluded, based upon the principle, that the origin with respect to the blood is that it is menses. And the woman in menses does not pray. While she was in having and the irregular bleeding is tihada. So the Prophet ﷺ did not order her to redo her salah. So she exerted the effort and reached this conclusion not based upon guessing, but based upon the original principle that the blood is a blood of haid, a blood of menses. While in fact, this intense bleeding she had, she had because of this irregular blood. However, in case there is guessing, which is not established upon something, that has basis, or there is negligence, then in this case, the act must be redone. From the negligence, for example, someone exerts the effort to determine the Qibla direction. While he is in a place or town whereby he can ask people and be certain concerning the direction of the Qibla, then in this case he must redo his Salah. However, if there is no negligence on his part, then there is nothing upon him. And these are two important conclusions taken from this hadith, therefore. The next benefit, the place of, or the places upon which purification fall, are two parts. The face and the hands, meaning the purification by tayammum. There are two parts, the face and the hands. And these are the most noble parts with respect to the wudu. The face is more noble than the head, and the hands more noble than the feet. And that's why it is sufficient for the person, therefore, to rub his face and hands with soil. The next benefit, there is no repeat of rubbing 
these parts in Tayammum. There is no repeat or repeating of rubbing the, these parts in Tayammum. Because this hadith of Ammar, there is no mention in this hadith that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught or showed repetition in the rubbing. And similarly, every kind of rubbing, the repetition on it is disliked because it is in opposition to the legal ruling. Why? Because the legislator made the purification by rubbing as a way to lighten things, not to make things heavy or a burden. So if someone now goes to make these repetitions, then this will be a way of opposition to the legislation. And therefore, every act of rubbing, it is concerning it, it's dislike to repeat it, repeat the rubbing on it. For example, the head. It is dislike to repeat the rubbing on the head in wudu. Similarly, wiping over the socks or leather socks, it is dislike to repeat the rubbing on it or on them. Similarly, on the cast. Similarly, on the cast. And so, and we have mentioned now the tayammum. The tayammum, it is dislike to repeat the rubbing. The next benefit, the dry ablution is one strike for the hands and face. Because Ammar did not mention except one strike. And he asserted it and he said, Barbatun Wahida, one strike. Next benefit. What is used for the purification, it is pure and purifying, according to the correct opinion. What is used in purification, it is pure and purifying. The soil is pure and purifying. The water is pure and purifying. The next benefit. The obligation to wipe the entire face. The obligation to wipe the entire face. Because he said, وَوَجْهَهُ Rub the left hand on the right and the exterior part of the palms and his face. His face. And this shows the negligence on part of some who wipe only the middle section of the face. 
And the obligation is to wipe the entire face from the upper inclination of the forehead all the way down and from the ear to the ear. Next benefit. The permissibility to wipe off or blow the soil of the hands, but this is restricted to the situation if there is anything stuck on the hands from the soil. Next benefit. permissibility to blow the soil of the hands, but this is restricted, we said, to the situation if there is anything stuck on the hands from the soil. Next benefit, the obligation of ordering, of order in tayammum, the obligation of order, that the manner is ordered, and whether this is due to sexual defilement or minor ritual impurity. Is this ordering dropped in case of, of ignorance and forgetfulness? What's apparent is that yes, the ordering condition is dropped due to ignorance and forgetfulness in everything. If someone says, is it permissible to make tayammum on other than the earth, like on a carpet, and so forth. The answer, if there is soil on it, on it then it is permissible. Because this soil is part of the earth. And if there is no soil on it, then the apparent is that it is not permissible. Now, if someone says, what about in this place there is, he doesn't have anything except this carpet, this clean carpet. Then the answer here, then the entire tambum is dropped, is lifted. Because in this case, he does not have water, and he does not have soil. So the tayammum is lifted. Next benefit, it is permissible for the person in sexual defilement state to resort to tayammum if he doesn't find the water. The same as it is permissible to use in the case of minor ritual impurity. As to the hadith, tayammum is two strikes, this is a weak narration. This brings the points of benefit from this hadith to an end. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it clear for all of us and to accept it from me and you, this effort.
وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم uh, Before I forget there is, there is another important benefit I just remembered I had it aside here let me go over it uh, If someone finds the water if someone finds water then we have three situations then we have three situations First, he finds the water before making the salah. Then in this case, he must use the water. If the water is found before the salah, then he must use the water. Second, he finds the water after making tayammum. And then he prayed. In this case, there is nothing upon him, and he is not asked to remake his salah, because he had done what he is obligated to do. Third situation. He finds the water while in the prayers. As like, he makes tayammum and begins the salah and then finds the water. In this case, the scholars differ into two opinions. He remains on his salah and it's not required from him to use the water because he began in a legal way. He began in a legal way, and there is nothing upon him since he began in a legal way, legally permitted way. He resorted to tayammum when he didn't find it, and then he began the salah. So, he remains on his salah. The second is, his salah is nullified. The second opinion is that his salah is nullified. And it's a must that he uses the water. And he is not innocent from the responsibility concerning this salah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala conditioned that the person does not, does not have the water. does not find it. And here, he found the water. This opinion is the correct opinion. And it is the precautionary one as well. In this way, he frees himself from any responsibility since he found the water. So this is the last benefit I wanted to add. Wallahu ta'ala a'la wa alam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.